Hello, and welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep with Grace Helbig. I am Grace Helbig. This is a very exciting episode. My guest this week is Anna Akana. Anna Akana? Anna Akana. Anna Akana? I think it's Anna Akana. I always second guess how to pronounce things. Anna, uh, can I get a correct pronunciation of your name? I should have asked you while you were at the podcast. Um, I'll just say Anna Akana and just run it all together really quickly. That's um, adult tip. If you don't know how to pronounce things, just say them really fast and mush all the letters together. It works really, really well. Did you see the King's speech? Worked for that guy. Anyway, this episode is so great. I think Anna is one of the hardest working, funniest, smartest, femaleiest YouTubers out there. And she's one of those people that... I want to just kind of be around because I get inspired by how much work she does and how she just on a whim made a clothing line this year because doing fun YouTube videos that are smart and interesting and creating films wasn't enough and that's uh, that's really cool energy to be around and also we didn't talk too seriously about anything in this because this is the dumbest podcast of all time. So she delighted me in being dumb. It was really, really great. And then we also continued on to do oh, one of the most anxiety-ridden challenges on my YouTube channel. We played the balloon challenge where we just tried to pop balloons as fast as possible. And who knew that something seemingly so fun would be so stressful? I think that's just... That's what I learn about myself each week. A new thing that I get stressed out about. That's really what this podcast does for me. Uh, But check out this episode. Go check out her YouTube channel. She's really great. And go check out YouTube.com such as Grace to watch the balloon challenge. Because you won't want to miss how weirdly stressful it was. I'm getting stressed just remembering it. Enjoy the podcast. Woohoo! I'm so excited. Anna Akana is here. Hi. I've been super pumped uh, when Jack told me that he had talked to you about being on the podcast and you were, one, interested and two, available. I was so excited. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen you since Left Swipe That. Yeah. Yeah. And I, before that, that was the first time I met you and Mm. I had heard all these like really cool things that you were doing and I was like, I wish I had more time just to like talk to her about like things and stuff and now we do. Now we're here. That's what we're here for. We're here, except... This podcast is maybe one of the most nonsensical ones ever. See, I have some questions that I'd love to ask you, and then Facebook has some questions that they would love answers. Yay. So let's let's jump into my questions first. Cool. And then we'll get into some Facebook ones after. Um, My first question is, is there a Disney character that you dislike? Um, Yeah, Gaston. From Beauty and the Beast. He's oh. like borderline rapist. Oh. Yeah. Which one is he? The candlestick? No, no. He's oh. the big beefy dude who's like singing to Belle about how he belongs to her. And he's like trying to like corner her in her own house or Whoa. the library or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like him. Yeah. He seems not like he has any redeeming qualities. He's a bad person. I wonder. I would love to be in, I guess, like the conceptual pitch meeting for the movie where they're like, we'll take this one character and make him like this and no one questioned it. <laughs> I think it's supposed to show that he's a beast on the inside. Because <laughs> children get that. I want to go. I haven't watched a Disney movie in so long. And I feel like everyone has their favorite Disney movie or their favorite Disney princess. Mm-hmm. And I never grew up like 
thinking about Disney princesses in that way that like I need to have my favorite one. And so now as an adult, I'm like maybe I should get like a favorite one and yeah, like you go back choose. and watch them. I always say like Sleeping Beauty because I one thing I wish I could do better is sleep. And but I don't know mm. if that's like the right qualities to be looking for. But no you, judgment. Hey, I'll take that. Do you have a princess that you feel like a, a, a connection to? I like Mulan, but apparently she's not a real Disney princess. Really? Yeah, because she's a warrior in the Chinese army. Oh. Yeah. And she doesn't wear the dresses. No, she wears like a kimono or something. Oh, so cultural. I know. She's Disney. Okay, um, what is your favorite dip? Oh my god, my friend makes this amazing three bean dip. It's so good. It's like crack. That sounds amazing. It's real good. I, as an adult, I've learned that I love dips. Dips are there's like so many different kinds of dip. Mm-hmm. I want to try them all. <laughs> it's like Pokemon, right? Like you gotta catch every single kind of dip. Yeah, I I, I want to have dip dinner parties where oh. you because everyone people can't cook. A lot of people, myself included, but I feel like everyone can make a dip or buy yeah. a dip. You can at least you know. Buy some dips, yeah. like some spinach artichoke dips at Trader Joe's. Right, and then you you go to the party. There's dips everywhere. Everyone can contribute by bringing a dip or buying a dip, and then people eat the dips. And when they leave, they feel like, I, like I always eat too much at parties. Mm-hmm. And then, but if you just eat dips the whole time, you have the illusion that you didn't really eat like a meal. You just kind of like grazed on some dips. You're onto something. I think if you put dips in odd places throughout your house during a party, that'd be great. Like if you go to the bathroom yeah. and there's just dip <gasps> and chips there. Game changer. On the staircase. Game changer. Just everywhere unorthodox. If you ever want to quit YouTube with me and start this uh, dip dinner home business, I think we are on to something huge. Done. Perfect. Done. What um, What do you think is the best thing to put in a burrito? Lemon. Lemon? Lemon. Lemon inside of a burrito. Mm hmm. Huh. I've never thought about that. Just squeeze some lemon. Inside of the burrito? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. No question. No follow-up questions nope. here. Uh, is there anyone that you stalk online? I think the better question is who do I not stalk online? Yeah, same. Like, anytime I even just meet someone, I try to find them just based on their first name. Yeah. I'm like, you know, can I find you on Facebook with that alone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah that's been my go-to. Uh, recently, I met someone and I like couldn't figure out how to find him online because I couldn't remember exactly what his last name was. Oh. And I tried to do the, like, go to the person that I know is the common friend and look through all the people they're following on Twitter. And then that didn't help. So go to Facebook. And it was just, I had to stop myself at one point because I was like, what is the actual purpose of this? Why? Because I was becoming too CIA sleuthy about something that didn't really matter that much. But, uh, yeah, I I feel like I'm definitely a person that goes down the rabbit hole and, like, will end up on, like, some, like, start looking at a friend, then end up seeing a photo of them with, like, ex-girlfriend, then go to ex-girlfriend's Instagram, then Mm -hmm. see her fun friend, and then go to fun friend's, Mm -hmm. like, brother, and then it's, like... Where do I end up? And then I'll meet people and I, like, think I know them. And I'll be right. like, remember that cool, like, party you went to? <laughs> it looks so, like, so much fun. There's so many dips there. And right? just like, yeah. Yeah. I always do that with people and their vacations. That <sighs> when I see someone, I start talking as if they've already talked to me about their vacation. That's great. It's not the case at all. So it's, um, so thank you, internet. But at least I, I feel like it's best to just admit that you do that. I mean, everyone does. I feel like yeah. it's weirder if you don't Google someone that you meet. Yeah, I think so, too. I think there's there's too much security in that. Mm-hmm. I'm very comfortable being wildly insecure. Um, do you have a guiltiest pleasure? 
I like to eat a lot. Okay. Like a lot of different foods. Um, Any in particular that are your like absolute go-tos? Uh, like mochi ice cream. Ooh. I'll eat like... My boyfriend, whenever we get into a fight, he'll buy me a whole pack of mochi ice cream, and then it's all good. Like, As an apology. Yeah. Or coconut water. He'll just, like, he'll just bring me random gifts, and I'm like, okay, we're good. Yeah. But I just, That's yeah. That's really sweet. What is mochi ice cream? <laughs> it's, you know, like in the, the little brown balls of mochi, yeah. and they're filled with ice cream? Is that okay? That's what it is. It's yeah. actual ice cream. Yes. Oh, okay. Because I've had it before at a sushi restaurant, but I wasn't sure if it was like actual ice cream yeah. or if there was something extra special to it. No, it's just got mochi around it, holding it together for you. What's mochi? Mochi's like that sticky rice. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Very cool. Have mm-hmm. you ever tried to make it on your own? No, no, I don't cook. Oh, I yeah. don't do those things. <laughs> <laughs> like I have set rules for myself <laughs> and I abide by them. Um, do you? In terms of, uh, you know, stalking internet stuff, are there any internet animals that you're obsessed with? There's like, there's like this cheetah (laughs) that I really like. I don't know if it's the same cheetah every time, but there's like this socially anxious cheetah who like can't reproduce with other cheetahs because it's so neurotic. And I love like following up like, did you have sex with someone? (laughs) Wait, this is a real animal that exists? This isn't like a meme? No, no. Cheetahs are really like socially anxious creatures. And they didn't know that. They're having a hard time like reproducing because they're like so finicky and like don't like meeting other cheetahs. They just like run away. (laughs) So they're trying to make cheetahs reproduce and like give them like party environments really and, yeah like and feel, I had, like they feel comfortable oh my yeah. god i had no idea that that was a thing that's a thing that wow so how wait, how have they been reproducing for for all of time they've been, it's just been dwindling because they're just so much more anxious now apparently <laughs> like with the, you know with the advancement of the digital yeah. society that we live in now it's a lot easier to be isolated yeah so, <laughs> wow and now i want to know like what is the atmosphere that they're trying to create to make them comfortable like i don't know if they're drugging them or just like putting stuff in the air like maybe like laughing gas or something yeah. but scientists are working really hard to get cheetahs to get it on wow and there's one in particular that you see online like on yeah. instagram yeah he's just like super adorable and <laughs> does just, he like, have a name i don't know his name oh yeah that's pretty i follow like so many french bulldog accounts oh, on instagram so cute yeah they're really adorable manny the frenchie no there's one um renee sir charles oh um or no renee charles new york city I think is the name. And he's just, clearly he's owned by this, like, sassy, flamboyant man that Uh. writes the comments or, like, the captions underneath the photos. And they're so good that I... I lol at them, and I, I you know, I, I never expect to laugh out loud at uh, dog photos, but they're really great. I love those. Yeah, now I gotta go look up this cheetah, because I feel like I can really relate on a spiritual level to that <laughs> You should. It's got many ticks. Um, is there a sport that you wish didn't exist? Football. Really? Yeah. Not a football person. I don't know. Okay. It takes up a lot of time. <laughs> it takes, yeah. like, all the people screaming when it's on. Yes. It's Super Bowl. What? No, yeah. I don't need it in my life. Okay, it's just bad. And when you go to like a live football event, the no. amount of like TV timeouts that there are, I don't, I don't get it. It's so boring. It's like, yeah. huh, go. Okay, we stop and then we replay and <laughs> yeah. let's talk about it. Let's figure out our next two seconds. I just, it's just uh. yeah. It's a lot of stopping and starting. And someone once um, <clears throat> put it to me that football is 
a sport of millionaires hugging each other and falling over Aww, on repeat. That's good. Like, it kind of makes me like it when I think about it in those terms, but not enough to like call myself a fan. I mean, I kind of liked it at first, but then I found out that like all the guys are wearing butt pads, and so I was like, that's. <laughs> There's no benefit anymore it's to football. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. Yeah. Is there any sport that you're, like, really into? I like... Well, I like playing sports. I don't like watching them. Okay. What yeah. what sport do you like playing? Uh, I like playing dodgeball. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Do you belong to any, like, leagues or anything like no. that? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Someday. One day. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've played dodgeball as an adult in a really long time. They get real serious about it out here. Yeah. Like, the comedy community is very big on their dodgeball leagues. Really? Yeah. I know that there's the whole um, female basketball league oh, that's yeah, happening right now yeah. that actually looks super fun. Um, but yeah, I don't do too many sports as an adult. I gotta, I guess maybe I gotta find one. Who knows? Kickball, maybe. Kickball, yeah, mm-hmm. kickball is just like <laughs> the lower half version of dodgeball for everyone. Um, is there a food that you wish didn't exist? Oh man, that's a good one. High fructose corn syrup. Oh, yeah, that's I, a very thoughtful answer. I used to eat a lot of it, and I didn't know exactly how bad it was. And uh-huh. I think it's part of why I have health problems today. So I wish it would go away. What is it most found in? Everything. It's like high fructose corn syrup is in everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's terrible. I feel like I've heard people say that it's bad, mm. but I guess I love living in this like ignorance is bliss mind mm. state sometimes. What What does it do to you other it's than like, just ruin you from the inside? It's like a, it creates like sugar addiction. Oh. So like I'm addicted to sugar and yeah. I can't stop eating it because it, yeah. it makes everything taste good, but it's absolutely horrible for you. That's like aspartame, right? Yeah. That's same thing where mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah you start using Splenda and then you find that you're using 20 Splendas in every cup of coffee yeah. and then that's not good mm-hmm. uh so you have a sweet tooth you like desserts I do yeah same yeah. I uh do you have like a favorite dessert other than the ice cream I love like creme brulee Ooh, yeah that's a good one that's delish that's a fancy one um is there something that you never leave your house without my cell phone oh yeah yeah same here. Very addicted. When was the last time you lost your cell phone? Oh my god, I lose it constantly. <laughs> this is like, yeah, I've had like I think three or four iPhones in like the last two years. Wow. Yeah, it's I either break them or I drop them in the toilet. With thigh gaps, not a great thing for that, by the way. Um, and or like I lose them and they're gone forever. And they're gone forever. And yeah, you can't take it back to the the Apple Store. No. Because now they have those detectors that say this is water damage. This yeah. is your fault. It didn't just break. Remember, my friend spilled red wine on her phone oh, in New no. York, and she brought it to them because she had before gotten it replaced, even though it was definitely her fault. And they were like. No, there's wine in your phone. Like, <laughs> we're not giving you a free phone. You have to pay for it. And I was like, oh, no. Now they know. Now they can detect it. Uh, do you have any particular pet peeves? Yeah, I'm really like OCD. So if okay. like things aren't in their place, I get mm-hmm. very upset with my boyfriend. Or if he oh. like leaves lights on, I'm always like, everything has to be in its like little little area. And you guys just moved in together. Mm-hmm. So have you guys set like ground rules on that kind of thing? I've set a lot of ground rules, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Does he know about those rules? He's starting to realize them. <laughs> he starts figuring it out after all the yelling happens. Yeah. 
<laughs> How is it living with your boyfriend? Now? Oh, it's great. Yeah. He's such a he's so calm and collected. Like mm-hmm. he had a verbally abusive dad, which is unfortunate for him, but yeah. I'm really lucky cuz then he can like tolerate anything for me. Oh, he's very patient. Yeah, he's very patient. And he'll just like wait for me to realize I'm being an asshole and then I'll come around and apologize and he's like, "Good, you figured it out." Good. Oh, that's very yeah. that's insanely patient. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think that would it would be so wonderful, and I think it might make me a little nutso to be like, oh, he's always fine. Yeah. He's always fine. Sometimes, yeah. Before you lived with your boyfriend, did you live by yourself? I did. I love living by myself. It's great. Yeah. When I went from roommates to living alone, I was like, I'm never going back to roommates unless I you know, live with a significant other. Yeah. And I feel like... Uh, it's always interesting to talk to people that have roommates about it that I'm like it's so good living by yourself why don't you live by yourself I know especially when like so many roommates are just bad yeah just bad people like when I first moved out here with my friend from high school Mm -hmm. she clogged her toilet and it overflowed so there was like shit water on the floor (laughs) and she would not clean it she put rain boots outside of the bathroom and was like hey whenever you need to pee here's some rain boots oh my god and i was like that for three days and i was like please i was like crying i was like please clean it and she's like i'm busy i have to go to like dance class and so finally i ended up just like cleaning it and crying like and bleaching it all over the place but i was like never again never again she sounds like a fun friend no she's not my friend anymore wow uh yeah that's one of my um nightmare scenarios is being at a house party and clogging someone's oh toilet. Oh my god. And I'm so bad at like if a problem happens telling people about it that I'm usually like how can I hide this so it doesn't seem like I did it or blame someone else on this. I know that seems like a classic like movie problem yeah. of clogging someone's toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I try to make my bathroom hyper accommodating for mm-hmm. people, like making sure that there's toilet paper there and a washcloth and a plunger and poopery <laughs> and like every situation. I saw the poopery. Oh yeah, I literally I give everyone poopery as gifts. Once I found out about it, like last year, I think I found out. Oh about my it. god! I was like, it works. It's amazing. It's changed my relationships with people. Oh it's, wow! Yeah, I used to carry it in my backpack with me. What? <laughs> On the off chance that I'm at someone's house and there's a situation and they don't accommodate anything in their bathroom <laughs> to allow me to feel comfortable uh yeah oh, wow. for the show house the i i guess i got a little drunk one night and ordered a ton of poopery that got sent to the house like when we first got <laughs> settled in there and then like three days later my friend uh texted me worked on the show she's like did you send us all this poopery <laughs> Yeah, I did. That's for the bathroom. You oh my god! I forgot to put my name on them. I feel like that would just make me feel like you have a really bad bladder yeah. or like bowel issue. Yeah. Well, this is the the thing. The reason I found out about poopery was because um, this photographer friend, she would ask everyone like if we were hanging out, uh, like drinking or uh, socially, what is the one if you would align yourself with one brand for the rest of your life what would that brand be? And I was like, wow, that's a really good question. Oh, wow. I don't know if I have a brand that... And she was like, mine's poopery. And I was like, what is that? She was like, it dissolves the smell of shit instantly. (laughs) And it works so well. And she's on so many shoots that she's like, there's always one bathroom that everyone has to use. So I bring it everywhere. And I was like, this is genius. But that said, do you have a brand that you align yourself with? Ugh, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Mm. It's one of those yeah. interesting questions that you think about later and you're like, wow, what My would own I? brand, yeah. I guess. What would I That's a good question. speak positively about for the rest of my life? I don't know if I love any other than poopery. I don't yeah. know if I love anything. I mean, poopery is a pretty safe, safe bet because everyone has to take a shit. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's, you know, a universal language. 
Um, do you have a best YouTube comment that you can recall? Like one either it was so terrible that it was ridiculous or one that was like so overwhelmingly sweet. Yeah. I have one that like someone was like, Anna, you're you're an attention horror talentless cunt. Love wow. you, bye. <laughs> There's so many emotions in that one comment. I get a lot of those where it's like really, really mean. But then they'll either say, just kidding. Or they'll be like, I love you so much. Can't wait to see your next thing. Really? It's just really emotionally like confusing. Yeah. Because you're like, how do you really feel? Or do you feel both of these at the same time? Like, I don't know how to ever react to it. Because there's no tone. Yeah. It's almost like they're negging you. Yeah. Yeah. they're, They're trying to get you to defend yourself and pay them attention. In some weird way, but they're ending it so nice. So yeah. that means that they can't possibly be a monster. I know. It's, yeah, it's pretty bonkers. Do you read comments still? I like, do. Yeah. Unfortunately. I, yeah. It's, I think it's just something that happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we, any of us ever get away from it. Do you have a way that you like handle negative comments or deal with that kind of stuff? Yeah, I like to imagine like fat, pimply 12 year old boys like <laughs> typing it as I read comments. Because, yeah. like, I mean, as an adult, like, I'll watch a video and then I'll move on and live my life. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the times when people leave comments, like, I have to remember what kind of person would stop to leave a comment. Right. And if it's something really negative, I always try to imagine it coming from a child since they lose their sense of compassion ah. in their teenage years and they can just be like, mean little pricks mm-hmm. so I always try to do that I think that's great yeah because I yeah I agree with you that I don't think I've ever left a comment on a video that wasn't like a friend's video or like a response to something that directly like commented at me yeah uh, and so yeah it's hard to put myself in the shoes of people that just actively leave comments yeah. on everything all the time it's yeah it's very strange um do you have at this point, because you work on a million billion different things at once, which is why I think when I first met you, I was like, this is so inspiring. You're oh, doing yeah, so much stuff. You. It's so cool. Do you have a project to date that's been like the best thing that you've done or something that you feel like super oh. proud about? I think my first short, uh, Hallucination, mm-hmm. I directed it and I only had a very small bit part in it, but I really am proud of that because since I was mainly behind the camera, yeah. I got to have it look exactly the way I wanted it to look and cool. it's super short but it got into a festival it got into Holly Shorts and I was really excited so I think that one it was one of the best experiences I've ever had what is um what for you is the difference between creating your YouTube videos for yourself and directing projects like that I think like with the YouTube videos it's like you know it's a a consistent weekly thing it's like right. oh my god what do I do next and I have to have something out by Monday or whatever it is and then with the other projects like I can take my time and there's no set deadline and I can really focus on making it the best it can be right versus just trying to make that deadline right yeah yeah, yeah. we're yeah. like oh yeah I have time for passion behind yes <laughs> what a concept do you want to continue directing things yeah, yeah I do I definitely do do you have projects in in the works that are uh things that you're excited about that you're allowed to talk about that yeah i'm doing my longest short film to date next Mm. week called loose ends cool i wrote a draft and i was like this is terrible Uh i am not a writer (laughs) so i gave it to my writer friend and Uh she rewrote it and i'm really excited it's like found footage it's 30 pages long but it's probably gonna end up being like 20 minutes online cool and it's like a drama thriller murder whoa yeah that sounded very murdery yeah uh 
My question, when does a short, how long does a short film have to be to no longer be considered a short film? I don't, I think 30 minutes max. Is the max for short films? Okay. Yeah. I never know when someone tells me that they have a short film, I'm like, is it a YouTube video? Like, I'm not totally sure what denotes what, but, um, but that's me just trying to put things in categories. You know, you know. Do you, are you a Halloweener? Like, do you love? I love Halloween. You do. I do. Do you recall a favorite costume of yours? Yeah, last year I was um, short round, and my boyfriend was Indiana Jones. He's the little Asian boy <gasps> on Indiana Jones. Oh my god! Yeah. Did people know what you were? They thought I was Glenn from uh, Walking Dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But once I stood next to Brad, people were like, "Oh, okay, uh, that makes sense." Oh, we yeah. see it. We see it. But this year we're gonna be Adnan and Heyman Lee from Serial. <gasps> cool. I don't listen to cereal. You should. It's so good. I've heard it's I've heard it's very, very cool. And it's one of those things where so many people love it that it makes me like apprehensive of it then. But I know it's probably fantastic. It's a great narrative podcast series. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, it's like the podcast version of Game of Thrones. Everybody loves Game yeah, of Thrones yes. so much. Yes, I guess they I, do. I just have to get into it. Now, you, do you still audition and that kind of thing? Yeah, I do. How is that? Uh, it's great. Really? Yeah. Now that I'm doing so much like of my own projects on YouTube, like uh-huh. auditions are kind of annoying. Yeah. So I'll go and I'll be like, hurry up. Like you're wasting my time. And I think that's <laughs> like a, the best attitude to have in an audition. Because yeah. then you just like, you're not like, please give me a job yeah I need this job it takes away your desperation yeah and commercial auditions especially I feel like are just like why am I here this is not part of like my life and so I do really well in them oh that's great yeah yeah I find that people are I've heard the majority of uh, my friends that have booked things say that it's always when they least consider it when they least care about it and when they've booked a trip that they should be going on that they have to cancel for it and yeah, I oh, hated commercial auditioning so Why? That well, in New York I used to do it all the time and it was just such a I had started making my web videos and so I was working from home and the thought of like taking a forty five minute train oh, yeah. into the city and then knowing that literally I walk in that room and they know in two seconds if they're even considering me that I leave and I'm like, well, there went three hours of my day <laughs> that I can't get back. It's a uh, it's really tough. And then also the fun realization of Walking into the room and seeing all of your type. Oh, of yeah. Person there being oh, like, yeah. is this what I am to the world? I, I'm this, like. <laughs> Wait, I think I saw you at an audition. Probably. At Silicon, the first Silicon Valley, the girl on Silicon oh, Valley. Yeah. 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 But I was probably losing my mind and being like, I am so nervous about this thing oh, no. that I hate so much. Auditioning, I hate it. I know. That was super cool. It was one of those things that, like, didn't, I didn't even consider and came up and, like, went to a bunch of other auditions for it and was just like, what? Of course. Of course this happens when you least expect it. Um, So this is a question I've been asking a lot of people on the podcast is if you could throw cold spaghetti at someone in the face or the body, wherever you want to, who would it be? The theory behind it is that cold spaghetti is a nonviolent action, Mm -hmm. but it does send a message. I guess George W. Bush? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'd do that. Yeah, that would be a viral video. That would be well, huge. someone already threw a shoe at him. Yeah, yeah I so. learned this in the podcast with Nikki Limo. <laughs> she told me about it, and then we watched the video, and I was like, whoa, yeah. they threw two shoes. Oh, did you see the one where someone put a Pokeball in place of the shoe, no. and it like goes, that's, <laughs> that's so great. Pretty amazing. Uh, oh. Yeah, it, that, 
I, that killed me. Like, I had the giggles for, like, two hours after watching that YouTube video. Oh, my God. So I can't imagine if you threw cold spaghetti in. If it just whacked <laughs> him in the face. Oh. I was like, what could, what would you think? Like, what what would be your I know, follow-up? I, there's no, like, there's no spaghetti sauce, I'm assuming. It's no. just the spaghetti noodles. No, so, like, yeah, it can't your clothes are fine. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not hurt. That's just the like, best form of protest. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> it's just a slap in the face. I feel like this podcast has been just a vehicle for me to get people to understand that cold spaghetti could change the world. That could. Um, the other question that is the question I ask every single guest mm. on the podcast is to tell me your worst pants shitting story. Oh my god. But you can only tell me in three words or three short phrases. For instance, mine is college jogging front lawn. Oh my god. Yeah, it wasn't a great day. Oh, I have so many to choose from. <laughs> I guess this is so great. Traffic. Oh no. Car. Oh no. Bottle. Oh no. <laughs> ah, well, there won't be any follow up questions <laughs> for that. But I'm glad that you're one of those that instantly recalls a memory. Because I feel like this question has taught me to categorize people as two different types of people the people that know instantly, like, yeah, I have that story, or the people that have never had never. that happen to them and don't have anything to immediately, like, bring back up and, and feel terrible about good for them ignorance is bliss right yeah. that's what i'm saying uh well when we get back we're going to answer some facebook questions Yay. if you don't mind we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more anacana With more Anakana. That's me. That's you. And uh, your guys' Facebook questions. So let's dive right into these questions. Go. Harley Richardson wants to know, how many times a day do you check social media? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> when I wake up, I instantly reach for my phone. Uh-huh. And then I'm pretty much on it for the rest of the day. Do you have, like, a hierarchy of the social media platforms that you check? <sighs> Yeah, probably if it's if it's on my phone, like I'll look at Twitter and Instagram a lot more. Mm. I always forget to update Snapchat. Yeah. yeah, I've been big into Snapchat lately. Yeah, yeah, I find that it's the one I check more than the other ones. It's so funny. I remember I was watching your Snapchat a while ago, and like every snap was about the Gray Show, and I like my boyfriend was like, "Wow, she's doing the Gray Show a lot." And then you go, "Hey guys, I know that all my all my snaps are about the Gray Show." <laughs> it was just like impeccable timing. <laughs> oh thank God! I know. I felt like that was the only place that I was really promoting super heavily the show because in my mind I'm like, this disappears in 24 hours, yeah. so they can't say that that's all I do. On here. <laughs> um, is there any social media that you you dislike that you definitely don't vine. use? Vine. I don't use Vine at Same. all. Yeah. I don't know that my brain is made for Vine. I can't. It it's takes just... me too long to get a joke out. I can't yeah. possibly do it in six seconds. I know. Uh, Emma Stud wants to know what time did you wake up this morning? Oh, I was up till eleven thirty-seven. Whoa. Yeah. That's a very specific time. Yeah. I like my let myself. Normally, I have to wake up like in the morning at a certain time to get ready for stuff. But today, I've been sick, so I was like, I'm gonna give myself one full night of just sleeping till my body doesn't want to anymore yeah yeah are you a morning person normally? i do yeah i used to like waking up at 5 a.m and getting everything done um but now what? that yeah i live with a comedian it's a lot harder <laughs> he's always up late uh yeah i wish i was a morning person i just cannot get myself up uh true lamborn wants to know the favorite way to eat eggs oh 
I like scrambled eggs oh. on rice with oh. soy sauce. That sounds delicious. That's so amazing. That sounds simply delicious. It is. Joel Torres wants to know, what made you come up with your own clothing line? Uh, it was on my bucket list for a long time. Uh-huh. And I had saved up enough money to pay off all my credit cards and mm-hmm. my car. And I had like a little like fund of five grand. And I was like, oh, I want to invest in a business. What mm-hmm. do I want to do? And I was like, I like clothes. And then that- <laughs> Then I did it. That's very cool. Now, how how would you describe your clothing line? Um, it's just stuff that I want to wear. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's pretty. That's yeah. pretty easy to understand. Is it just like just shirts? Um, it's primarily shirts, but I also have dresses from like the UK and like a jumpsuit, and then like a monkey Ooh. hood and like <gasps> random assortment of things that I enjoy. And how did you how like how did it work for you? How did you get inspired by the designs? Um, I actually all the dresses and stuff are mm-hmm. I, I've bought from wholesalers, so they're already pre-designed. Gotcha. I just purchased them, and the actual designs I was came from like oh I want a shirt with math all over it. I oh. want a shirt with a cat astronaut. So just kind of stuff that I enjoyed. That's super fun. Yeah, and what a fun like way to be creative without just making videos and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It feels like another avenue. How do people find it? Uh, it's at ghostandstars.com, although, as I mentioned, my servers are down. <laughs> well, hopefully by the time this podcast <laughs> comes out, that they'll be up and running. Oh, yeah. Ghostandstars.com. How did you get the name? Um, it was, like, randomly in my diary. I was, like, looking through all my stuff because I like huh. to write, like, a combination of words. And so I keep them on the side. Cool. Yeah. But, like, adult diary. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Except I'm- a lot of immature thoughts in them. <laughs> But that's, I mean, we're all basically adult children when it comes down to it. Mm -hmm. Laura Martin wants to know, what is your opinion on Taylor Swift? Uh, I think anyone who doesn't like Taylor Swift is lying. Yeah. I think Taylor Swift speaks to the 14-year-old girl in all of us. Like, everyone can jam to at least one Taylor Swift song. Truly. Yeah. I completely, completely agree with you. What did you think of Bad Blood? I didn't like it. No? No. The the music video or the song itself? I haven't seen the music video. Oh. Yeah. The music video is, um, it's cool. It feels like a parade of her friends that are famous. Oh. Yeah. It's very cool. It's very stylized. It just feels like the opening credits to a movie and then you never see the movie. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But it makes me wonder, is it going to be a continuation? Will it keep going? And supposedly it's about Katy Perry. Oh. Yeah. That they have bad blood. That oh. Katy Perry, I guess, has done some shady stuff to Taylor. Oh, man. Katy Perry's breaking up with everybody. I don't. Oh, who'd she break up with? Rihanna. Like her and Rihanna aren't <gasps> friends anymore. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's sad. That's. Do I feel sad about it? <laughs> I, know, I have to remind myself, like, Grace, you look at their Instagrams, you're not actually friends with them. Uh, Stephanie Panousis says, this isn't a question, but I fucking love Anna Akana. You should let her know that. Thanks. <laughs> Stephanie Peruskis. Perfect. Yes. Uh, Freak Vetter wants to know, what is your favorite thing to spend money on? Uh, business? Really? Yeah, because it's like... I like being able to deduct stuff from taxes oh. that it's become like, even if I don't need to buy extra staplers, I'm mm. like, but it's a tax deduction. <laughs> <laughs> and I like to like buy business stuff in like bulk and like really? store it. <laughs> like stationary and like supplies? Yeah. I just love like, or even like toilet paper. Like I have so much toilet paper stashed <laughs> in my house, like a, like a doomsday scenario. Well, that's, I think toilet paper is a good thing to have uh, very extra amounts mm. of. 
the I've been very Amazon Prime. Oh, I love Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's a it's made me a real like I'm a hermit crab to begin with, but it's like really kept me in my home without having to go anywhere. I thought I I really liked going to Target, and now I never have to go there. No, you don't have to leave for any reason. (laughs) You can get food delivered. They have. Prime Pantry. Yeah. Which I had no idea was a thing. It's, now I, I, I actually now have a, a lady, one of my friends is a chef, and uh-huh. I pay her to make me meals and drop them off for the week. What? So I was like, I don't have to go anywhere. And when I do, I can just grab a meal. <laughs> So great. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. And I also recently just found out about TaskRabbit. What's that? It's a, it's an app that you get that's essentially like Uber for um, personal errands. So let's say there's a food, a restaurant that doesn't deliver. It's only a pickup. Ooh. You can go on and get a TaskRabbit and get them to go pick it up for you. I've which, heard about this. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet, but a couple of my friends seem to really, really like it. There's something about it that seems like weirdly dangerous mm-hmm. to me. I feel like very bizarre being alone in my home asking a stranger to go pick up my food for me mm-hmm. even though I have no problem with like food delivery from yeah. a place I don't know where the line is uh Stephen Shepard wants to know what are your general approaches to comedy um I on a general basis mm-hmm. I suffer from crippling thoughts that I'm not funny oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. all the time same and I'll try to write jokes I'll just like lay on my floor for like 30 minutes at a time every day and try to write jokes and mm-hmm. then I pitch them to my boyfriend and when he doesn't laugh I like tell him I hate him and I run away <laughs> And then he buys you ice cream and it all comes back around. Do you, when you write jokes, because you do a lot of stand-up now. I am getting back into it now. You did it before. Yeah. And then you took some time off and now you're back into it. Mm Mm-hmm. Could stand up to me is like one of the most terrifying things, oh, and it's the worst. Yeah, I've, yeah, I don't. I you guys are crazy for putting yourselves up there every time you do it. I feel like uh, it's just so intimidating to try to win over an audience every single time you go up there it feels pretty bonkers to me do you have any sort of things that you do before shows like rituals or like I used to do push-ups when I first started when I was like 19 because I would shake so hard that I was like tire your arms out before every show Mm -hmm. um now I just before I go on I say I don't it doesn't matter like even if you bomb it's fine yeah yeah and if I'm not being funny I just tell everyone I'm not being funny and then they laugh (laughs) they're like you realize it yeah we're in this together yeah (laughs) (laughs) I know because that is it's it's I can imagine so difficult being the comedian on stage but then also being the audience member when someone goes up that you're like oh no this is not gonna go well and now I am here to experience it how do I make it stop (laughs) yeah it's it's tough um do you have any I guess parameters on things that you don't make jokes about or like this comic sensibility that you have um, I'm, I used to not be able to joke about my sister's suicide at all. And mm. now I'm trying to exclusively write a set about it. Oh, really? And it's interesting to see everyone be like really uncomfortable for like the first, you know, two minutes. Sure. Until I just keep making joke after joke. And then finally they're like, oh, okay, I get it. I can laugh now. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, I yeah, I feel like that's a really powerful thing to, to do in front of an audience because like Tig Notaro and all these yeah. people that have these really intense moments in their lives, being able to like walk an audience through it and be like, I'm okay. So yeah. you can be okay. Yeah. We're all going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really interesting. Okay. N- Nada Saad wants to know if you were the last woman on earth, what would you do? Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. If you're the last woman on earth, 
I guess I'd move into the White House. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe Six Flags. One or the other. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, because there's still, presumably with this question, there's still men on Earth. So there's people to operate the rides for Oh, no, if there's men on Earth, then I would would get a lot of guns and I would hide. Oh, yeah. Yeah, post-apocalyptic scenario, like, like, everyone's a rapist. Yeah, I didn't think about the terribleness of that. Yeah, wow. I know. Hmm. This question got too deep, Nada. How dare you? Uh, Jonathan Silva wants to know which YouTuber you have a crush on. Uh, maybe Natalie Tran from Community <gasps> Channel. Yeah. Yeah, she's adorable. She's really, and I think she's genuinely very funny. She is. I met her in New York a couple weeks ago, and I felt very nervous and awkward and like I was a little kid like meeting a superhero that I was like I can't talk very long to you because I will (laughs) I will be very embarrassing if I continue this conversation uh yeah I I think she's super cool she's adorable is there anyone when you first started making videos that you would kind of watch or get inspiration from yeah I actually used to watch her and uh Niga Higa Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know what YouTube was or whatever, but my brother would, like, show me YouTube videos at the time, and I was like, this is stupid. And then I would, like, go up to my room and, like, watch them separately. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I when I first started making videos, that was, like, my reference level was their kind of style of doing things. Right, right, right. Yeah. What was your first video that you posted? Um, I initially was doing something called 10-second traumas, okay. so they were all 10-second sketches. Oh, cool. Yeah. Where'd they go? They're still up there. They're oh. just on a different channel. Oh, that's yeah. good. Um, let's see. Freak Vetter says cats or dogs? Question mark. Cats. 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 You're a cat person. I have four. So you yeah. Four yeah, cats. I have four. Did you get them all at once or no. over the course? Over the course of time. What are their names? Uh, Abby, Lily, Jimmy, and Congress. And Congress. Yeah. <laughs> Did you give them the names? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's super sweet. Are they? How old are they? Uh, the oldest is seven, then okay. six, five, and two. Do they all get along? No, they fight constantly. <laughs> yeah, it's really annoying. Wait, so as I have a... I, cats are fine, in mm-hmm. my opinion, but I always feel like cats know that I don't love them. I, mm. I tolerate them, and so I get judged by them very openly. Do your cats have personalities? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, it all depends. Like, cats are so much different when you raise them right. and, like, you're their mom because sure. they're so much sweeter with you. Yeah. But, I mean, all of them have very, very different personalities and, like, meows. And, like, if I hear one meow, I know what it's meowing about and why. And, really? Yeah. Like, the tone and mm-hmm. kind of thing? No. Uh, was there a moment when you were dating your boyfriend there? like i'm going to introduce you to my children cats yeah it's like the first thing i bring up really yeah because it's a you know it's a make it or break it thing for a lot of people yeah I'm like i have four cats and they're like okay bye <laughs> <laughs> like i have allergies so yeah my boyfriend's actually allergic really yeah. what does he do uh it takes claritin oh well, yeah there you go yeah medicine what a what a thing oh what's the weirdest thing about you and are you proud of it ah uh, the weirdest thing you? I guess it's like I can pee anywhere, like with no really? shame. Really? Yeah. Like I've peed in a lot of parking lots, a lot of lawns. Okay. Just like anywhere. And it you don't get pee shy? No. I mean, I've, I have such a small bladder and I, have, I try to stay hydrated yeah. that I have to pee constantly. And wow. so like when there's no bathroom available, I'm just like, well, I have to do this. Yeah. It's very like 
you know, takes you back to like caveman roots. Yeah. I mean, that's what the whole like squatty potty thing. Yeah. I mean, my boyfriend and I had to pull off the freeway like a while ago and there was an abandoned Burger King. So I was like, okay, <laughs> like, here we go. Also, abandoned Burger King sounds like a great like punk band name. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, okay. Oh, Freak Vetter again wants to know. Oh, God. If you had to be trapped in a TV show for a month, which would you choose? Oh, Orphan Black. You like Orphan Black? I love Orphan Black. I don't watch Orphan Black. You should watch Orphan Black. I'm learning all these things to add to my list. Uh, What is the concept of Orphan Black? Uh, It's a clone show. So Mm -hmm. the main girl plays seven series regulars. I did hear that. Yeah. That's intense. She's amazing. What what other shows do you watch? Uh, I like Game of Thrones, Silicon Valley, Modern Family is like one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Classics. All the hits. All the hits. All the hits. Well, that uh, that wraps up all of the Facebook questions that I have for you. I feel like we learned a lot about you. Yay. And before we close out the podcast completely, I'm going to give you um, the parting gift that I give to all of my guests when, uh, when they tolerate everything that happens on the podcast and that is that uh you can tweet anything you want from my twitter account oh my god yeah i just ask that it not be racist or homophobic in any way okay you can tweet anything you want and you can send it uh, without my approval and then i will read it joy graceffa alluded earlier to uh, me being pregnant oh and you tweeted it so quickly This is racist and homophobic, period. (laughs) Right. And that's when I get calls from Twitter CEOs being like, did you mean our platform is racist and homophobic? What is going on? Well, thank you so much for being here, Thank you for having me. Of course. And make sure that you guys go over to YouTube.com slash It's Grace to watch the challenge video that Anna and I did, the balloon challenge. The balloon challenge. Very domestic and very intense. Oh, I got my heart racing. (laughs) And make sure you go check out Anna across all social media platforms and go check out the shirts and the dresses and all the things. Yay! Any other places they should go to stalk you? Uh, no. No, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, there you go. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for being here, Anna. Thank you. Woo! Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, produced and directed by Jack Ferry. Thanks to Eileen and everyone at the YouTube space, and an extra special thanks to Flula for our awesome theme music. Thank you.